All right, my friend, welcome to the next episode of the Red Delta Project mini-cast here where I take a simple idea in helping you to be fit and live free by taking a fundamental approach to diet and exercise. I'm your host, Matt Schifferly, and today's episode is answering a very simple question of when you're trying to progress your strength training, particularly beyond a plateau, is it more effective or better for you to either increase the weight or the resistance you're working with or to do more volume. And this depends, like all things, depends on your goals, depends on what you're trying to accomplish. So to answer this and what's better for you, we apply, of course, the fundamental method, the simple step-by-step -step process in which we figure out what is gonna actually be best for you rather than just guessing as what may seem to work, which is more bro sciency. So step one of the fundamental method is always, we start with our objective in our training. Obviously, it's strength training, so we know what process we're working with, which is the fundamental process of physiological conditioning. We're trying to create a stimulus and therefore elicit adaptation. So, okay, we got the process. Now, what type of stimulus are we trying to create? Well, it's a neuromuscular stimulus. There's three types of stimuluses uh, or objectives that we can go after. We can burn calories, we can improve our neuromuscular conditioning, or we can improve our proficiency. So it's obviously we're talking strength training. We're trying to condition our neuromuscular system. So that's what we're trying to impact. And fundamentally, when it comes to our neuromuscular system, we're working with our two primary variables. We have the amount of tension in the muscle and the amount of time we're creating tension for. And all other training aspects are just about how well we're impacting those. So let's say, for example, your objective is I want to build strength and you want to get stronger. Well, strength is about how much tension you are creating in the muscle. And this is very heavily correlated, not entirely one-to-one -one effect, but it's very heavily correlated, of course, with resistance. So if you're saying, I want to get stronger, which is basically another way of saying, I want more tension in my muscle, then you need to focus on progressing through increasing resistance. And most of the time, this means adding weight to the bar or adding a little bit more weight to the weight vest when we're doing our weighted push-ups. But it can also mean just shifting your weight a little bit more if you're using something like progressive calisthenics, going to a lower level if you're doing incline push-ups. It can also mean using a bigger range of motion because the mechanical resistance against a muscle changes throughout a range of motion. So if you're doing pull-ups and you are barely getting your chin above the bar, striving to get your chest to the bar so you get a little higher is going to require more tension in the muscle, therefore helping you to get stronger. You can also even use a little bit of speed on the concentric. So if you're doing a push-up and you're used to going very smooth and slow up off the floor and you put a little bit of oomph to it where you're accelerating off the floor, that due to physics of having to move an object at a quicker pace will require more tension in the muscle, therefore helping you to get stronger. So if your goal is, I want to get stronger, then you want to increase tension, which is again, heavily correlated with increasing resistance. But let's say your goal is, I want to increase my stamina. I need to be able to do 100 push-ups without stopping to pass a PT test. Okay, in that case, we want to increase volume. We want to make sure that we're either doing more repetitions per set, doing more sets or even increasing the frequency of training. So instead of doing push-ups like once a week, you're now doing it twice a week, three times a week, maybe even a little bit every day to build up 
that resiliency against that fatigue. Now, do be aware though, if you increase either of those variables, either resistance or the volume, that you're not compromising your technique. Happens very frequently where someone will be like, okay, I need to do 500 push-ups now. And you look at their push-ups that they're doing and their range of motion is short, their elbows are flaring, they're kind of you know, jutting their face towards the floor. They're like, oh man, these are really ugly, sloppy push-ups. It's like, well, yeah, when your goal is a particular metric, then it ceases to be a reliable metric for progress. There's some sort of law uh, in psychology or, or engineering, I forget exactly what it's called, but basically if a particular metric becomes the goal, it ceases to be a reliable metric for progress because you can compromise other qualities and metrics in order to bolster that up. There's all sorts of stories of that when uh, business books and stuff of uh, you know a nail factory is usually given as an example of saying okay if you produce more nails then everyone gets a bonus and the nail number count went way up but none of them had pointy ends and they were all bent and stuff because they were taking shortcuts they said okay so we'll do the weight of the nails then and it ended up being they just made one giant heavy nail so you've got to be very careful about what you're incentivizing what you're trying to go after when it comes to resistance and volume because ultimately we're going after time and tension. It's not so much how many sets and reps you're doing. And then if your goal is hypertrophy, then you can do both or either because with hypertrophy, we have a mix and we're driving the muscle to a high degree of fatigue, but at the same time, we want to increase our muscular work capacity as a whole. So we want the muscle to be able to have more tension and more time. It's a classic quote from Tom Platts when someone asked him something along the lines of, how do we get legs like yours? Should we do lighter weight for higher reps or higher weight for lower reps? And he said, you do high weight for high reps. You know, it's both, you have both. So usually if you've been pursuing one of those, like you've been going heavy, well then maybe it might be good to take a bit more of a volume approach. Maybe decrease the resistance a little bit, but go after more volume. And then if you've been going after volume approach, like in calisthenics, that's very common where people are like, I'm doing 300 push-ups a day. Okay, well now let's go heavier. Let's bring it down to like 50 push-ups in a workout, but you're using a weight vest or progressive technique to increase that resistance. You want a combination of both, basically making the muscle more resilient and stronger over time. So those are the things you wanna focus on depending on what your goal and objective is. Again, I always recommend focusing on having some sort of a workout log in order to track your progress so you know you're making progress and you're not playing guessing games with your workouts. And I recommend my scoreboard progression log, which you can find over at the Amazon store or at reddeltaproject.com. That is uh, my simple method of using a simple Google uh, sheet. It's not a spreadsheet, it's even a Word doc that makes tracking your workouts extremely simple and very easy. Because I don't like filling in little boxes during my workouts either. And that can be a good way to have flexibility and structure to your workout. Very good for intuitive training as well. So go after that which suits you and your goals, my friend, and that will give you the answer. Thank you very much for listening. As always, I will talk to you next time. Till then, be fit and live free.